Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Adela Marcy Unplugged. We're live, we're in season five, and we're kicking ass and taking names. It's kind of crazy. I still have a cat on my lap, so it's always good to go. Um, but just giving you guys a heads up, today's episode is with my very good friend Carissa Hill. Now, Carissa was on my show in 2017, I think February, if I'm not mistaken. She's genuinely one of the coolest people I've ever met, got to know, and actually um, spoken to at great length over the last a couple of years building our friendship in the way that we have. Now she's gone on to build in to build a multi-million dollar business. Uh, she helps other people like build and scale their businesses. On top of that as well, she is a mother. So she basically does this on top of everything else. She is incredibly, like incredibly talented as a graphic designer, as a business owner, um, crazy good at creating strategies for businesses and helping people get out of um, situations. Um, and really scale up their businesses. Plus, she's a Facebook ads ninja and knows everything that she does, uh, like the back of her hand. She's brilliant at what she does. Uh, more importantly than that as well, she also has a uh, mastermind called the World Pack Mastermind at different levels, which actually help businesses grow to the level they're at, and Carissa guides you along the way. So without uh, further ado, we're going to bring Carissa on in just a moment. Uh, but first, quick shout out to our sponsors. This show is sponsored by carissahill.com.au. Go there, check it out, sign up to a mailing list, see if it sits and fits right with you. Also sponsored by storysellingemails.com. Go there, sign up, um, understand how to write better email copy, which will ultimately result to better conversions and sales. Also sponsored by abrasiveads.com. If you go there right now, uh, Shane Hunter, who is a friend of the show as well, is giving away some incredible training so go check that out and let's get started all right so as i mentioned carissa is my favorite well is there with us right now so carissa thank you for being here i really appreciate you taking the time because it's the i want to say evening or afternoon what time is it over there yeah yeah it's nearly 7 p.m here on monday now wow that's crazy so how's your monday going has it been a good day yeah, it's been a great day. I did some work in the morning, then we went to see a movie, and then I came home and did some more work. <laughs> Wait, which movie did you go see? A Star is Born. Oh, have you seen Bohemian Rhapsody yet? Not yet. I'm going to go see that by myself because my husband's not interested. <laughs> Your husband's not a queen fan at all. Oh, my God, I'm so sure. Oh, he might be. I don't know. I, I like seeing mu music movies by myself because I get really into them. Oh, this is a movie that you will do. You'll start singing along. I want to. <laughs> oh, you will. Like, I'm sad that British audiences were so calm. I'm like, guys, it's a British band. Go nuts. So it's, it's allowed. They're like, no, no, we'll quietly sit here and just watch and, like, mouth the words. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> but, yeah, yes. um, so just so you know, the guys, we are, well, we're recording this at the end, well, mid, near enough the end of 20, 2018, but again, the show will be released in 2019, as we do. So, Carissa, like I said to everyone here on the show previously uh, during the intro, we've not, like, we've been our interview, like, February 2017. Like, crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's by the time yeah. it comes, I would be about two years ago. So, my question for you, realistically, is, like, because um, something uh, Esther told me, which was that you've actually grown your business, like, exponentially. Of course, I've seen it grow exponentially, but I didn't realize to what level. So, what shifted for you? From like 2017 yeah. to now, what's shifted that's like made everything expand and grow? Well, 
I think, yeah, it's interesting because I do track my numbers each year and we usually like close to double each year or we have done in this company, which is um, huge now that we're close, we're nearly in the multi-millions now. Um, and I think last time I talked to you, we're probably around mid six figures-ish. Um, and so I think the main thing has been just growing and connecting with my audience. That's always my number one main strategy. I never stop trying to grow my audience so I'm always like advertising and marketing to grow my list um, and I put a lot of energy into connecting with my audience and adding value to their lives and finding out about them um, and finding out what they need and then basing my advertising and offers um, around around that. So I've still got the same signature program that I was selling back then, but I've also got a lot of new stuff since then. Um, as a creator, can't seem to stop that. Um, <laughs> you would probably understand. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so I think it's just, I'm just really passionate about growing my audience and sharing my message and helping people. And, um, I can't turn that off and I want to keep it growing. I don't blame you. I mean, it's definitely something that I see uh, happening with our types of personality which is just constantly creating bringing out new things that help people and finding new mm. ways to essentially explain something that's already existing i've actually found that being quite useful for my for my audience um mm. is when i can go back to something i've already taught them and go okay there's a new way to look at this and for some reason as soon as i show them the new way it like clicks something in someone's brain they're like i never thought of that before i should go do this it's like right, it's yeah the same thing but it's that so my question for you, realistically, of, of, well, my question for you really here is, um, what do you do to create? Like, because I know it's a constant motion, but it can become like a burning, uh, it could burn you out if you're not careful. Like, I know yeah. I've, hit that, I've hit that mode several times in 2018. How did you yeah. kind of float above that? Because 2018 seemed, and this is the second part of this question, uh, 2018 seemed like it was quite challenging for a lot of entrepreneurs. Like, the amount mm. of people I've spoken to that were like, yeah, my business was shutting down, everything was going crazy, like everything was good for like this time and then for about six months nothing came up and it was like, whoa, like they weren't prepared. Like how did you yeah. do that as well? Yeah, no, I can relate to that as well because I definitely had several periods um, during 2018 where you just felt like you're in a bit of a what the fuck is going on type <laughs> moment and what used to work may not have worked um, anymore I've definitely noticed especially on social media which is where I spend a lot of my time some of the things that were very successful earlier in the year are now not having that same level of response so I'm always you know trying and testing new things but um, I have learned just from myself over time that I can't force myself to create I need to be inspired um, I don't know if you have you ever heard of human design? Uh, no, not to that level. Not to the thing that you're thinking of. I've heard of something completely different for human design. Oh, okay. Well, there's a human design. If you Google it, it like basically combines numerology and astrology, and it's like a personality profiling test. But it shows like what your strengths and weaknesses are, and it's all based on like your birth date and time of birth and location of birth and stuff like that. But it's fascinating, and I love all that kind of stuff. Um, but what it said about me is that, yes, I'm super creative, but I can't force the creations and I'm actually going to be more creative if I spend more time doing nothing. And then when I see someone or, or if someone comes to me and says, Carissa, I've got this problem to solve, I'm immediately like 
inspired with ideas on how to solve it and then I will go full-blown into creative mode. And I could never kind of explain that before. Um, so it's been really great because now I te- tell my team, I'm like, well, I can't force myself. Like I, I, this is why I can't have like a stable job because I can't work like that. I have to sit around and wait for someone to like have a problem or something that I can then solve with my creativity um, to be inspired. So now I just own that and I roll with it and I very much enjoy it. Have you actually found a way to describe that yet? Because I've been trying for like a year now, <laughs> a straight year to describe like, because you and I have worked together, so you know exactly how my brain works. Yeah. Uh, we're very similar in the sense of um, you can ask me any question there is and I'll come up with an answer and how it works. Yeah. But outside of that, tell me to go do it and give me six months to do it. I'll be like, uh, no, I'm going to sit on my hands <laughs> it hits me. So have, yes. you, have you found a way to describe what that phenomenon is or no? I don't know, but there's an opportunity there to, to definitely come up with a name for it. <laughs> now you got me thinking. There's a challenge. <laughs> oh, this would be a great way of just, like, just put it together and be like, yes, this is a new formula thing. That we've actually come up with. <laughs> yeah. It's like how to drop into this state. Um, the closest yeah. I've got to it is ideation. Like that's the closest I've genuinely got to it is like being able to ideation in the sense of being able to come up with an idea at such a deep level and explain the entire mm-hmm. concept. But it's so universal. The thing is, it's universal, but it's also niche. It's it, it's the craziest thing in the world trying to figure out. And the thing with human resources, my uh, human design, mine was completely different. Mine was more towards artwork in terms of like <laughs> how the human body's drawn. So way off in that. No, they, something like that. <laughs> but my curiosity there is because I do like looking at stuff like astrology, numerology, and stuff stuff like that. The esoteric mm. um, practices that we have as a civilization, because in my personal belief. Uh, I very much subscribe to Graham Hancock's um, idea, uh, idea of we are a species with amnesia. Like we have actually advanced many times further than we are right now, and every single time we've reached a high point of uh, civilization, something regresses us back down to a starting point to start over all over again. I don't know what it is. Wow. So that that's like where my brain goes. Yeah, we're, we're having this conversation at like eight fifty a.m. <laughs> for me, which is lovely. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so I was going to ask, with the human design stuff, do they go into the Acacia records or no? I am not sure because I don't know what that is, but it's okay. definitely worth looking into. It's um, it's quite fascinating. Well, yeah, I'm going to look into it. The reason I ask is because the Acacia records stuff is to do with birth times and dates, like under what you were born, under what adjacent to, and how your creativity is formed. So I'm always into like yeah, it, figure out it what does. It talks about that kind of stuff and it also has a graphic that shows what kind of channels are solidified and which are open um, within you, like at birth. Like I've got actually a lot that are solid and the ones in my head are totally open, <laughs> which which is interesting because a lot of other people's are very closed in their brain but their bodies are very open. So, um, yeah, it might be similar. What's the website for this again? Just so I know, because I'm totally going to go check this out now. I don't know what the website is, but if you just Google like human design test or human design personality test, you'll find it. It's not that as the domain name though. Yeah, I'll figure it out. We'll post a little link in the show notes after I figure yeah. it out, I assume. Or just like a Google search. It's like, go here, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. So uh, obviously right now where, where you can be at right now with uh, with life, I mean, you've essentially kind of built up your entire business. And one thing I really, really, really adore and love about you is you don't really make any bones about how you run your business in the sense of on one side you have, uh, I think I've told you this before, but I'm just going to tell it, let me say it again. 
you take probably the most beautiful photos I've ever seen of anyone in the online game. Um, really, like you just take these amazing brand-based photos. I'm like, how does she keep getting these amazing photos everywhere? But what I really enjoy is that you're not above having like a serious post with a good photo. And then the next post exactly is the video of like, yeah, that's what you get to see. But look at the mess around me right now, how crazy <laughs> my life really is. It's like, I have a child. Yes. This is what we really do. It's like, yes. And that's what I really enjoy. So my curiosity here is more towards how do you actually set up that studio where you take those beautiful photos? Because so many, yeah. people, uh, so many people have asked, including me, like ourselves, not so much to you maybe, um, how you manage to actually get those really great shots. Yeah. Well, the two ways I do uh, promise myself that I get one one or two professional photo shoots done per year. So I do pay photographers to take photos of me for my branding, and because I change my appearance frequently, um, <laughs> and I change who I am frequently, um, I think that's really important. Because if I was still using photos of myself from four years ago now, I would not even probably look the same. My hair changes, my body changes, my personality changes. So. Um, and then my actual studio at home that we uh, make our videos in, I just put things that I like in there. So it's like pink chairs, fake plants. I have a crystal ball. I have um, just, yeah, just some basic stuff that I like, <laughs> which is because I am my own brand. So I want to kind of portray that this is who I am. Um, sometimes I'll change the background a little bit or change the layout, um, of it. And I've got little Buddhas and little, um, lotus flowers and stuff. Cause I'm really into, um, Buddhism, some candles. Um, but I really do take my image, my professional image quite seriously. And I have invested in good cameras, good lenses, good lighting. Um, and I have got a videographer who comes and helps me film and edit, um, each fortnight we do like a full day or a half day of, of filming. Uh, not every country uses Fortnite every two weeks. Um, <laughs> America doesn't say Fortnite. I laugh at that. Like, I get a message from an American going, wait, you play the game Fortnite? And what? No, how does that work into business? It's like, no, no. every two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> Bi-weekly, they, they say, I think. Um, I don't know. It's what? weird. They have yeah. like really weird terms. I'm sorry, Americans. We love you, but you guys make language more difficult. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and then, but I also, I also like to feel like I'm still, you know, oh, human and it's still a, sorry. Hold on real quick. Yes. Like, I think your earring's hitting your microphone as well. So let's just get that. Oh, no, is it? I'll take it out. <laughs> oh, you oh. earring. I was like, it's just hitting it for a second. It's like, it's been fine all up to a little moment. I'll just take it out. I'll move my head. Um, <laughs> um, I not remember what I was saying. I also like to, like, in my branding, I don't want to appear too um, perfect or photoshopped or or posed as well. Like I like to still feel like I'm a part of um, my audience and like I'm like, so they like, oh, she's real. You know, she's also a mess. She's also got problems. She's also gets stressed out. Um, it's, it is hard being a mom, like, etc. cetera. So um, I do like to share that because I feel like it builds a stronger connection. Yeah. I mean, that's always good to have, especially with like how people perceive you online, because there there was this whole time before where everyone kind of jumped on the bandwagon of guru, being a guru, like, you know, I must look perfect no matter yeah. what I do. And then I think yeah. it's kind of coincidental, because around the same time I started this show back in 2013, 14, 
because my whole thing was uh, getting people on my show so I could show, or so I could actually reveal to my, my audience and their audience. I'm like, no, this guy's just like us. <laughs> he has like normal <laughs> shit to deal with, or she has normal shit to deal with. Let's get them on the show and expose that side of them because that side of them is who yeah. they really are. And then, of course, everyone flew into the whole, um, what's it called? Being very vulnerable and being very open to who they are, which is great. The only downside is now it's actually kind of moving towards the same way the guru business did, which is so many people try to be perfect and vulnerable rather than real and vulnerable. And that's something I respect the hell out about you is you will literally, I think you posted this the other day about um, if you're having a really shitty day, this is how I deal with it because I do have shitty days and this is what my planner looks like. And I'm like, yeah. I watched that video because I have shitty days. And it was on one of the days that I was scheduled to film my videos. And so my videographer was coming over and I was like, you know, and I made it all about that. I'm like, I did not want to make videos today, like at all. So instead we're going to film me getting myself pumped up, ready to make videos because I'm paying her for it. That's right. Yeah. See, one of the things that you did say that I really, really, uh, that I really want to jump through as well, it's like, how do you actually go into that state of pumping yourself up? Because I've been there myself, and again, you're, we've had many conversations about this in private. Yes. I've, th- there are times I really want to do things, and then I'm like, I just don't want to do them anymore. Like, I really can't yeah. do them anymore, and I just like walk away from it or I take a day off. But how do you personally pump yourself up for the people that didn't see that video? Um to do things that you don't want to do on the day. Like you just don't feel like doing it. You're like, I've got to get them done. How do you pump yourself up? Yeah. My first thing that I will ever turn to is journaling or writing down. Like I essentially coach myself through whatever I'm feeling, pen to paper. I question myself a lot. I try and find out the root of the emotion and the feeling. Um, I really, really do try to take responsibility for my own feelings because I'm a big believer that the thoughts we think are – the reasons why like that's where our emotions come from. So if I've got myself into a negative thinking spiral, then I need to dig myself out of that before anything else will work. Like if I'm thinking negatively or even if it's subconscious, because sometimes you're not consciously, um, and this is where my, like when I get depressed, this is where it comes from. I don't know what's making me depressed until I dig deeply into my subconscious mind to really figure out what the fuck is going on like or what am I thinking is going to happen or what am I worried about or um what am I lacking what do I wish I had right now that I didn't like I have to find out what that actually is um and then the next part is usually sharing it with someone actually makes me feel better which is this one of the scariest possible things to do Um, but as soon as I have put out there or told, whether it's telling my husband and just saying, look, I don't even want your opinion. I just want you to listen to me, talk it out. Or whether it's telling a friend or a team member or occasionally publishing it publicly on my Instagram or my Facebook page, because I know other people can relate to it. Um, I immediately feel better from that. Um, and then I can start actually doing other stuff, but find if I don't, dig deep enough into the why I feel this way then like nothing else physically that I do will generally help I find yeah that, that helps me quite a bit I've kind of um because oh god what was it so I turned 29 at the end of uh, September and usually I do this whole thing where I do like a new year's resolution on October 1st I'm like that's my personal new year I have three months over yeah haha that kind of thing 
Vicious. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just lucky that my birthday is on the 30th and October 1st is exactly three months before a new year. I was like, this is some lucky shit right here. I'm cool with this. I'll make something out of it. But this year was kind of different because uh, from mid-September till about, shall I even say until now, it's been like the most testing time that I've had in my life of just shit piling up at the speed it has. And the thing that's really kept me sane is, well, three things. One is talking to friends like yourself and publicly posting about it. Because sometimes I realize mm. when I post it publicly, it isn't to gain sympathy or followers or whatever it is. It's more or less to help those that are in that space kind of express vicariously through me. And I only know that because um, I won't say his name, but one of my closest friends that's really good at branding, you would never think about this, messaged me out of the blue a couple of weeks ago and just wrote, Whoever told you to stop writing personally, because I we had the whole conversation. He goes, um, tell them to fuck off. Just tell them to fuck right <laughs> off. I was like, why? Well, he goes, because your whole thing about how you're just opening up about how you feel doesn't affect your brand negatively. In fact, it brings people closer to you. That was the first. Yes. The second was journaling, particularly. I have this thing where I do, and I can, you guys at home won't see it, but like it's just basically I have a journal that just says my 29th year, my life commitments. And oh, I love that. So I keep a journal, um, one of about six, that goes out every single year where I write down what I want. In the past, they used to just write to-do lists, like things I want to do in there. Now I've just changed that up. And very similar to you, the questions I ask myself are, well, I start off things like I write the date and then I write the time and the location I'm at and go, okay, what am I feeling right now in this instance? Why do I feel stressed mm. out? Why do I feel scared? Why do I feel excited? Um, why do I feel discouraged? What's happened that's changed? Like that yes. is the scariest stuff out there. And one of the other places that I really go to for gratitude is the five minute journal. Have you heard of it? No. Okay. So there was a book published about seven or eight years ago called the five minute journal good book only problem is it was like really tiny and once you get through one you'd have to buy another and unfortunately i think the place they stopped <laughs> publishing them as much um but what they did that was really innovative was they created a, a a phone app where what you do is you log in every morning and you write down three things you're grateful for three things that would make today amazing and your daily affirmation and then the evening you write down three amazing things that happened and what you could do to make tomorrow better and then you can upload a little photo so like a year from today you can scroll back through all your photos and go, okay, I wonder what's going on here. And you can see what you're grateful for. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, and it really helps the mindset shifts. Now, something yeah. that did, uh, there was something that came to me as well, uh, particularly with um, business and strategy, but also mindset. Because I, I know this episode wasn't supposed to be like heavy on mindset, but I'm glad we're heading down that path anyway. I love mindset. I'll talk about mindset all day. <laughs> sure um so what are some of the questions you ask yourself like realistic like what are the questions that you coach yourself through um well i guess the first one is always like yeah how am i feeling right now um and then if i don't sometimes i don't even know the answer to that because there might be a, like something I, I actually can give you a real example i had um a fear that i was going to have to it was irrational by the way i figured out it was not even real um, that I was going to have to let go one of my team members because they were doing something that was making me upset. However, I was, I didn't know if I should or shouldn't and I couldn't figure it out because I couldn't figure out if I was in my, if it was all just based on my ego or if it was an actual um, problem. And the emotion that I had around it, I couldn't figure, I felt really like kind of sad or heavy 
but I couldn't figure out what it actually was. And then I thought, figured out that it was grief. I was like, really, I was feeling grief for the potential future loss of this person, but I was also feeling guilt around having to let them go because it was something that, not something they had done wrong, but something that I was feeling uncomfortable with. Um, anyway, yeah, but that was really interesting because it took me ages to figure out, it took me ages to figure out what it was. And then only then once I'd figured it out, then can I start asking myself, well, what am I grieving? Or like, what is, what, what are, what are going to be the options? Like if I do this versus if I don't do this and am I actually coming from a place of love and compassion right now, or am I in my ego and fear-based mind? Um, and it turns out it was just, I was in my ego for that particular thing. And then I just had a conversation with her about it. I told her how I was feeling and why. And I told her that it was probably irrational. And she came back and confessed. She was just really like, Oh my God, no, I would never do that. Like, you know? So it was, um, communication fixes everything, <laughs> whether it be with yourself or with others. Oh, I agree. Like my personal, uh, something that I always tell people is that if you can communicate your problems, you have basically got a winning relationship. It just, it's, it's mm. and it scares the fuck out of you at times to actually tell someone how you feel. It, oh, yeah. Because you don't know. You, you really don't know. I mean, there was an incident that happened where I tried to communicate with the other person. The person's exact response was, um, you know what you did. And I'm like, I really mm. didn't. I'm like, that doesn't help anyone, but I get where they're coming from. So by the time the show comes out, hopefully that relationship has healed its own, uh, it, by itself in a way that's good. But again, mm. it's one of those things. If you're open to communication, um, life changes in a, in a much more positive mm. way. So that's the first thing. So you go into how you feel and then you journal out exactly mm. why it feels that way and how it affects you. Or do you go into something a little bit more deeper where you go, okay, I feel this way. Well, then I, yeah, well, then I go into, well, what am I actually going to do about it? Because, you know, just discovering what's wrong or what the problem is doesn't necessarily solve it. So then I'll think about, well, what – what do I feel is the best thing to do about this particular situation? Um, and then I'll just kind of let my mind do its thing and come up with um, solutions. Or then I might ask myself, well, what is the actual result that I want from this? What do I want this to look like? Um, and then once I'm clear on what I want the outcome to be, um, or there might be two potential outcomes depending on what the situation is. If I can get really clear on each one of those and then I can become like okay or accepting with each, um, then I can write down exactly what I'm going to do next and break it down into steps because sometimes if, if you don't break things down into steps or dot points of like an order to follow to implement something, then it just stays this big foggy thing in your head that never gets done. Um, so I really feel like even something like filming videos on Tuesday, that is so vague. I need to be like, okay, I need to get up and do my makeup at this time. <laughs> then I need to make sure my camera batteries are charged. Then I need to make sure the lighting is charged. Then I need to make sure I like, you know, have topics planned. So um, one big thing needs to be broken down into little step-by-step things in order to, to achieve it. So that's my general process. Sometimes I just journal, like, just on whatever pops into my head. Like, I literally, my brain is just crazy, as you would probably know. And if I keep things in there, I get more and more and more crazy. So sometimes I just, <laughs> I just need to get it out. There's no point to it. It's just get out on paper. <laughs> I think the Deadpool comic books has, like, the best quote ever to describe what you're just saying right now. 
which is what uh, is it like someone asked deadpool in the comic books why do you talk so much he was like oh because if i stop talking the insanity in my brain would kill myself <laughs> it would kill me because <laughs> like the internal talk is just so much i'm like yeah that's yeah. exactly us like we need to like go outward like if the challenge <laughs> just implodes um, yeah i need to but it's crazy so i'm glad that you actually have stuff like that and you touched upon a very important uh detail which is this whole idea of breaking things down to the point they need to be written down and um and case in point for those people going okay that's all good and well for like videos and whatever how do i do this with other things well i'll tell you for coffee and stuff um when i have a big project i kind of go okay uh i need to write an email sequence i'm like how many emails is that like it's five what does each email need to contain what bullet points so I, like break it down to this degree so mm. it gets down to sit down to write it. I, I don't know how long it takes you to write an email sequence yourself, Carissa, but like a lot of my clients, a lot of people I've worked with, it takes them literally days. Um, if yeah. you're my junior writer, and he's he's a good junior writer, but it still takes him three days to write like seven emails. And he asked me, how long does it take you? I'm like, when I start out, it's 15 minutes an email. And he goes, what's the yeah. last one that you do on like email number seven? I was like, by the seventh email, I'm getting it done in three or four minutes. He's like, why? He's like, because I'm hitting that state of, I just know where my brain's going to go. I know the pattern. Um, and this yeah. brings me across to my favorite question I wanted to ask you is because you do this so well. And I know I have this problem. And I know so many other people have this problem. But how the hell did you come up with so much content? Like, how do you know what to talk about? <laughs> because half the time when I'm sitting there to write, my brain goes, edit this. This sounds stupid. Or don't post that. That doesn't make sense. Or halfway through a really long post, I'll read it and go, the top part of this sounds oddly motivational. The rest of this sounds really dark and fucked up. How is this connected? So like that part kicks All right. So my one, my first piece of advice with that is I stopped rereading my own shit and I just posted. (laughs) I don't edit or reread anything. As soon as I've written it, I hit post. (laughs) And then I will go back and reread it and edit it once it's published. So that's... (laughs) So that's where the edit marks in your post. (laughs) yeah um but you can't yeah I just learned that I I do overthink things a lot and I will reread things and overanalyze things and I just got to a stage actually only this year I started doing that um because one of my mentors said she does it she's like I just post whatever comes out of my brain I never reread it and I'm like I'm just gonna try that (laughs) and so I just tried it and it yeah it makes it a lot faster um and usually the ones that are less filtered get the best response as well, I've, I've noticed. Um, but in answer to how do I come up with so much content, um, I just I, I do go through stages. I have like my bursts of like so much content all at once over three days and I just can't even get it all out in time. And then I will have like three days or a week where I'm like I can't think of anything. Um, but usually in those parts where I just can't think of anything, I will – just look in my Facebook group or look in other people's Facebook groups and just see what are people asking about? What problems do people have? What are they complaining about? Um, or sometimes I might see someone complaining about something or that has this problem that I, it actually makes me angry. Like sometimes I, I don't get angry very much, but when I do get angry, I know I need to use this as content. I am fired up. There's energy here. It needs to be released. And so I'll write a big ranty post, not specifically at that person, but about whatever they're talking about. Um, yeah, as an example, one one person said recently how she always gets to the counter and never charges her clients full price. And I'm like, oh, that makes me so mad. <laughs> Why would you do 
that. And so then I did this big ranty thing about, you know, it's not about your worth or whatever. It's like you have to separate yourself from the business and treat yourself as an employee and just, you know, charge the amount on the screen. And, um, <laughs> yes, so, so ever, every time I kind of get irritated or, or anger, angered by someone's post that I see online, I turn that into content too. So, um, and by the way, yeah. what, what you just said, and for the people that are listening to this, like me, go back and listen to that one part again, please. Just it, it's so true about how you have to separate yourself out from the pricing. Because I do mm-hmm. that too, by the way. I I've been continuously yelled at by so many people for charging too little. I even had Dan Kenny and Jay Abraham literally tell me off of this. Ring me out and go, "How dare you charge so little for what you do?" I'm like, um. I don't know how to charge yep. more. And they're like, well, you need to sort that shit out. It's, it's surprising you say this because I only journaled about it last night at uh, two in the morning. Oh, wow. Saying that what yeah. I need to get into is no matter what it is, that is the price I just have to say. If someone asks me, that's the, that's the price. If they can't afford it, that's fine. If I make concessions, then I'm just compromising myself. So I need to make yeah. sure that it just sticks to that price constantly. Um, and mm. it's, even if it's the fear of like, no one will buy from you, well, guess what? If you leave it out there long enough, someone will. It's just how yes. to let go of the old pricing. And that's in- and thank yep. you so much for actually talking about the whole like big ranty post. But I have to ask, who's the mentor that said that to you? They just don't edit. I'm, I kind of know who it might be, <laughs> but I'm just curious. Ca- Katrina Roof? Yeah, that's who I thought it would be. I was like, that, so <laughs> that is like Kat's exact motto in life. I just write what's out there and let it go. I'm like, yeah, that'd be you. Yeah. That'd be you. I heard her talk about it in a live stream. I'm like, I like that. I'm going to do it. <laughs> just see what happens. I think I might join you on that crusade. Just simply just see what comes up. Like, who knows? Just try it. It'd be so much fun. Get, let, it, let it flow through you and unfiltered. Oh, yeah, excellent. it's fun. So one of the things that I did want to ask you uh, about particularly as we're heading up to, the, uh, to this part of the show, a little bit shorter this time just simply because we're a little bit constrained on time um what was what were like three books that were really influential to you and bear in mind there is a little bit of a caveat there's a little bit of a actually let's make it five because a little bit more fun so what were three <laughs> business books or non-business oh, sorry non-fiction books it doesn't have to be business three non-fiction books that impacted your life and then you have two books that are either fiction or instead of books they can be movies that impacted your life <laughs> Wow. Okay. I do read a lot of books and watch a lot of movies, so this will be good. I will start with the movies, actually. One of my favorite um, series that I watched recently on Netflix, it wasn't a movie, but it was a TV series. It's called Touch. I don't know if you've watched that. It's about like an autistic kid that can't talk, but he uh, communicates through numbers and his father learns how to interpret his numbers and then they solve crimes together because he can predict the future with his number patterns. It's really fascinating. Um, But it was so much about human connection, which is like my main passion. Like I'm obsessed with that. Um, And all kinds of like, uh, they talked about the red string theory. I don't know if you've heard of that one where like whoever you meet in your life is you will, you will meet the bend, the string can bend or twist, but it can never break. So everybody that's attached to your red string will come in or out of your life at whatever point. And, I'm not quite sure how that one inspired me, but it did because I think it just anything that makes me feel something like inspires me to further connect with my own audience or connect with other people. So 
I don't know. I just, that was the one I don't normally finish watching series. I give up on them because I'm like, Oh, it's too slow. It's too boring. I'm like, <laughs> all the time. Season three. Like, I've done that with so Marvel shows. Like I, I really love this. And then like three episodes and I'm like, all right, I'll come back. I'm bored. I'm like, <laughs> Next. Netflix, I'll just Wikipedia the ending and stuff. Like fuck it. Wikipedia yeah. episodes, plot summary. Let's go. Yeah. So that was the first one. Oh, there's so many movies that have inspired me. Um, Trying to think of another one. Girl Boss. That's not really a movie. That's another Netflix series, but I really love that story. I don't know so if you've watched that one. one girl, the girl that's the thrifter and basically she goes... Yeah. To, yeah, oh, I wanted to watch that. It's, it's on my watch list, but it's... Uh, it's really know. funny. <laughs> it's really funny. But it's, yeah. No. Yeah, but it's just really motivational. Like anytime I watch some kind of entrepreneurial type story or something that's a little bit like... um spiritual or something like that I get really um inspired by it and I get a lot of energy from it and I like then I go and do really good work um books non-fiction books I've been into a lot of um Wayne Dyer lately um both his spiritual and his personal development stuff definitely one of my favorites from him was is your erroneous zones um which talks about yeah, so good, like why you feel certain emotions and how pointless guilt is and how to <laughs> just, you know. So that one really, really helped me. Um, I think I might – The Go-Giver is still one of my all-time favourites, um, which is basically how I live my life um, online and offline. I just do believe that the more you give, the more you get back in return, and it definitely – has worked for me so far um and like businessy business books um sorry what i was gonna say in all fairness with the go-giver kind of describes our friendship almost perfectly because that's how yeah this is like between us and like constantly hey what do you need oh this great cool here you go i just need advice on this great here you go. It's, it's so perfect yeah that's one of the reasons why yeah. i love our friendship but, um, yeah. yeah. So, what was the third book? Sorry, I just had to slip my. Mind. Oh, I'm trying to think of like an actual business book. Um, most of mine are a little bit more self development. Or psychology. Influence you, so they could be all psychological. Okay. If you wanted. Good. Well, the last one is Alan and Barbara Pease. I don't know if you've heard of them. They are Australian. Love them. I was actually at their house this weekend. In oh. I was there. So Saturday, Sunday, they had an in-person event, which was amazing. Um, and so probably their one called People Skills for Life was really powerful. It's like a very, very short little book, but it talks all about how, um, you know, human connection and how to treat people and what people want and how to give compliments and how to get people to like you. So really good for anyone who wants to build a personal brand or become an influencer type person. Um, yeah, that's all of them. That's a great book. I'd also mm. recommend for those looking at uh, what's called um, Women Can't Read Maps. Those I don't remember. Yes. Men can't do something. Yeah. Women can't read maps. Why men? Why men can't listen and women can't read maps? That's why men don't listen and women don't read maps? Yeah. Yeah. Great book. Yeah. Like absolutely great book. Really good. Um, yeah. Especially good for like especially good. You were saying between sexes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so my next question again is, and this is one that you and I have actually really come across quite often, and I think 2018 is like the most prevalent testing grounds for this piece of advice for everyone that's coming out of that war zone. Um, for some people it was great, but for most people, as I know, it was a bit of a war zone. Um, in those moments that you had that doubt, 
creep in. You know, everyone gets it's like, am I really good enough? Can I? Really oh, I had it today. Enough, <laughs> Every day. Today. How did you bounce back from that? Because for some people, it's really crippling. If some people are very much like us, it's crippling to the point where it could completely destroy what you were creating. Mm. I still have it almost every day. Honestly, I haven't gotten rid of it. It's all, it's always there. Um, even when we went to see the movie today, I don't know, I had just had this moment of like, oh, I'm not good enough or I'll, you know, because it was all about becoming famous and like in these rock stars and it had Lady Gaga in it and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, I don't think I'll ever be like loved by that many people. Or I had this thought and then it just like spiraled out of control as it does. Um, and then I came home and I wrote some things down and I reminded, I tend to remind myself of why I'm doing what I'm doing. That's what I always come back to. It's not about whether I'm good enough or whether I'm smart enough or whether I'm making a big enough impact, like take the word enough out of everything and just think, well, why am I doing this and what am I trying to do? And for me, it's never just been about making money and getting rich and being successful because I feel that's very unfulfilling and very empty. Um, I really love help, like sharing what I'm passionate about and sharing what I know has worked for me with others who are in a position that I was once in when I was not happy or when I was not having the results that I wanted in my life and business. So, um, yeah, it always comes back down to like how can I help or serve more people in the highest and best possible way. Um, and when I ask myself that question, I tend to let go of all of the the fears of comparison or not good enough, not famous enough, not big enough, not well-known enough, not, not you know, all of that stuff. Um, or another thing that I do is I've got a page on my website called Success Stories and every single screenshot of customer testimonials goes on there. So if I ever doubt my abilities to get people results or that I'm not making a big enough difference, I can go to that page and look, remind myself of all of the results that I've already helped people to get, um, just like proving to my brain yeah, well, that's <laughs> that I good do, do good. Yeah. yeah, I would definitely agree with that. And if you, do you mind if I just throw in one more piece of advice to that? Just yeah, to, sure. Just dovetail off of that because I had a very similar experience to that, except the only difference was that after my brain saw the results like I'll put other people, it immediately turned back on itself and went, then why the hell can't you do it right now? And <laughs> just like started looking at <laughs> This is how bad it was. It looked at a sales letter I wrote in 2017, 2016. Uh, and I literally read the headline and came back and went, why can't I write anything as good as that anymore? And then, of course, oh, like, no. after time, I was like, well, because, you idiot, you decided to retire twice and come back twice. Once you were forced and the second time was your decision, you've just got to build that muscle back up. But it does, It for those people that are going through that whole thing where the internal dialogue is kicking their ass, A, read your testimonials, and B, something I did find that you mentioned earlier, reach out to a friend that you can help. Like reach out to yes. a friend that can actually that you can give help to, and one of our mutual friends, I think it was his birthday today as well, uh, out sharpen. Um, it is. I yeah. sang him happy birthday on Voxer. Oh, <laughs> I'll probably do the same and then be like, happy birthday. Uh, but yeah. but what Alex said to me and says constantly is one of the best ways to get back into flow, uh, into momentum is by helping someone else in that situation because you can't help yourself, but you yeah. can help another. That takes you out of who you are and puts you right back into the place that you need to be. Um, yeah. So that's a great piece of advice. And my final question, totally agree. My final piece, uh, my final question to you right now is, 
it used to be like, what pieces of advice would you give people that are struggling right now? But I'm going to change that. I want to change that around this time. I might ask you this question. What do you see is the next thing? Like, what do you see is, uh, is happening in the industry, in the business world that's changing? And what would you tell people to do in order to get in front of that wave? I'm actually thinking a lot about this right now, which is interesting because I have realized that, uh, yeah, a lot of what worked at the start of this year is starting to not work as well. And it's like, ooh, what is happening? What is next? Where are people going? What do people want? Um, And so I have noticed that, um, I mean, my Facebook group is still doing uh, like significantly better than any other platform like I post on my page I post on my profile I post um on Instagram I think Instagram is actually doing quite well but I do believe that the strategy that I see working the best um is making it more about your audience than making it about yourself if that makes sense like people are really lacking a sense of communication and relationship and feeling cared about and important um I think are lacking that like kind of personal connection because there's so many online courses there's so many um things like that so I really try and focus a lot of my energy on really trying to show people that I'm that I'm there and that I care and that I'm listening um if that kind of makes sense so um yeah I see I don't know exactly where it's going, but I feel like groups or um, small intimate kind of settings is what people are wanting right now more than being a part of something big and impersonal. It's powerful that you actually say that because, um, well, two things. One, I actually came with that question right now on the fly, which is why I stumbled through. (laughs) Yay. I think you literally just got a bolt of lightning. Really? Yeah, as soon as I, I didn't said, see I came it. up with that on the flight, and just some lightning flashed right behind me. So, <laughs> yes. Ren. If there's ever a universal sign that you're on the right path, that shit does it. Lightning. <laughs> yeah. And thunder as well. So, yeah, that's always good. Um, <laughs> confirming me, not just having like random fit. But one thing I did <laughs> mention right now is people do play personal. And what I found is even doing like really intimate meetups with something like eight or 10 people, and you're like, I'll charge this much to be there that works like so mm-hmm. powerfully than anything else I could have expected. Um, the other thing I found for businesses like yourself and for myself as well, when we have study courses is whenever I really, when, when I release my last course and while I'm still updating everything else, what I'm doing, um, I found, and I was telling my client this as well, try get your, try getting your Facebook group audience to start a study group around your course. Like if you're one of those people that has like a litany of courses, like Eben Pagan or someone, he has like so many courses. I'm like, put a Facebook group, just go in there and just get like people going, okay, everyone does wake up productive, break off into like a little tiny 30 day segmentation over here where you guys are doing this. Other people are doing this other program, go do this. Um, yeah, I find study groups work and people are really into the whole intimate closeness yeah. of what's going on. I totally agree with that. And actually that was an idea that I just had like earlier or last week. Um, cause I was thinking, well, what do I want next year? Like, I think I want a new mentor or coach or something. And I was like, what do I actually want? And I'm like, well, I think I want to be around like-minded people in person more often. Um, 
And so I was like, well, maybe I'll start something that just has, you know, because I'm now at a point in my business where, yeah, I'm doing over seven figures and I feel like I don't, I can't relate to that many people in like normal people anymore. And it's very strange. And it is, does come down to that like fear of success kind of thing that some people have where you're like, well, I can't relate now to your problems because I don't have them anymore. I have a different set that you can't <laughs> comprehend. Um, so I need to find more people that are in a similar position to I, to where I am that I can have conversations with um, without just people wanting to know from me all the time, what have you done? How can you help me? You know? Um, so I'm like, well, I either want to join a mastermind group like that that is local though or in Australia at least, so I don't have to keep going to bloody America. Um, <laughs> nothing wrong with America, but it's a long flight and I'm over it. And, <laughs> and um, I know. Then, like, that's really I know. Time. I so wanted to come, but now I'm pregnant again, so I have to <laughs> have to wait. Um, with children, traveling is challenging. Um, but yeah, like I might start one if I can't find one, because I'm sure there's other people like me um, that want the same thing. So. Definitely want more input and like even monthly or or every second month, like I want it to be more frequent, not just like once a year. Yeah, because that would, that would suck royally. But yeah, uh, mm. any last piece of advice that you want to share before we wrap up for that for today? Um, I think just keep reminding yourself of why you're doing what you're doing and if you don't have a reason or a, something that motivates you enough other than money, think of one. <laughs> Because that's really what it'll really help you keep going when times get tricky. Excellent. All right, guys, go check out carissahill.com.au. Check out her Facebook group as well, Coffee with Carissa, which is amazing. There's some great people in there. I'm one of them. I wouldn't say one of the great people. I'm just one of the people that's in there. There's some great people in there that are just amazing who are helping out the way we do. And Carissa, thank you so much for actually taking the time and uh, getting on the call with me today. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'm sure we'll definitely have a lot more fun. Guys, listen to the last episode as well uh, that Carissa and I did as well because there's gems in there and this one should give you an update. All right, take care and speak to you soon.